0: Hi, I'm Justine and I'm here to tell you being mentally ill isn't the end of the world. I know what it's like to live with a mental illness. It's hard. You're constantly trying to hide your struggles from others and you feel like you're weaker than others because of your illness, but that's not true. So many badasses struggle with mental illnesses, but they don't talk about them because they're afraid of being judged or thought of as weak minded. Well guess what? They're not. We can change that by talking openly about our struggles and sharing our stories with each other in a positive light. This is why I created Mentally a Badass, so we can come together as badasses who are also mentally ill or who's had it rough in life and share our stories with one another in a safe place that celebrates our strengths rather than shames our weaknesses. I hope this podcast helps you feel less alone in this crazy life of ours and I hope it makes your life just a little bit better. hi everybody welcome back to mentally a badass my name is justine and i am your host and today we are going to be doing a solo episode i'm super excited for this episode it's going to be all about bipolar disorder and some of my tips and tricks and what i've learned over a decade of me being diagnosed um so i really hope that this Episode can be very valuable to whoever is listening. I haven't done a solo episode since my first episode, Immensely About Us, and I think that's kind of insane. Or maybe I did do other solo episodes, but it wasn't until like it wasn't since like 2020 at least. Crazy. So, yeah, happy to be on here to be doing a solo episode anyway. Um, so before I begin. I do want to mention that mentally a badass now has a website with a blog, so it is mentallyabaddass.com, www Definitely check it out. We we'll are be posting articles on there that has to do with mental health tips, personal experiences. I get real deep, by the way, so we really want to know the raw stuff. It's on there. I'm putting it all on there um also affirmations and mindset mindset is very important so we talk about so much in those articles and the podcast is on there as well and yeah just it's pretty much a home a home space for mentally a badass so that website has beautiful content amazing content so go for it yeah just want to mention that anyway so let's begin let's start with my story i was diagnosed with bipolar 2 when i was 17 years old after an episode of self-harm and here i am blanking out so essentially what happened was i used to self-harm from the ages of 13 to 17 and i was it was very secretive and i didn't know why i did that but um but yeah so pretty much one time my mom caught you know the blood in the, uh, um, the bathroom and um, she was like yeah we need to get you help and I remember my dad was in complete shock because um, he didn't really understand mental health they didn't understand why I would do something and as in harming myself my mom for some reason was not shocked but also I have been in therapy since I was 15 years old for depression anxiety So, I thought I just had a depression and anxiety. When I went to the psychiatrist and he asked me all the questions and such, he said, you have bipolar disorder. And at the time, I was like, what is that? I thought I just had depression and anxiety. I don't know what bipolar disorder is. And he said that, like, my moods can be extreme. So, it makes sense. When I I did self-harm, it had to do with being triggered from an event. So my brain had a hard time coping with stresses. So what I would do is take all that pain out and hurt myself. I also was, um, I believe that it was triggered from childhood trauma. I do have um, mental illness in my family, but there was never any diagnosis of bipolar disorder but also back in the day, mental health wasn't spoken about as much. It was more of a taboo kind of um, conversation. My grandmother, um, had her mental health was very, very bad. So bad that she wouldn't leave her apartment for a full month, I would remember that. Also, when I was younger, she would always be seen as like the crazy grandma, the one that's cranky and wants to be around. And at the time, I didn't know that she had a mental illness. And um, I wish she was still alive today just so she can see what I'm doing in the mental health space and see if maybe what I'm doing can, could have helped her. Because um, when she was struggling, no one talked about mental health. No one cared for that. People just thought she was insane, rude, nasty, and crazy. But what was really going on is that she was dealing with her own demons. She also would smoke a pack a day every single day. Um, And that was a way of her self-sabotaging. But at the time, we didn't know that. So that was her form of self-harm. So um, anyway, so she most likely had bipolar disorder. Just was never fully diagnosed with it because of the lack of knowledge, the lack of conversation back in the day so let's say she had it (laughs) then that makes sense why i would have that gene Um, i believed it was triggered by the verbal abuse that i dealt with growing up which i was bullied severely from third grade up until end of high school um the worst part was between third grade and fifth grade the bullying was so bad that i had to transfer out of that school to a different school, which I had a lot of PTSD. That I remember, um, in gym, in recess, and such, if anybody would be in a corner talking, I assumed they were talking about me, and that was because between third and fifth grade at that school that I was in, people always talked so bad about me. They will always like mistreat me, bully me, and I never really understood why i was hated so much i there was this one bully that i had between third and fifth grade and we were actually really good friends until she randomly turned on me and she got everybody against me in the classroom i also went to um, a catholic school small school we had maybe like 30 people in a class and um so everybody was against me i think if i had one friend she'll find some way to manipulate that friend to get them against me So, I had nobody, really, in school. And in the town that I lived in, she lived in that town as well. So, if I do anything like doing cheerleading or Girl Scouts or anything, um, there, she would find a way to turn everyone against me there as well. I was always surrounded by hate. And, you know, when you are a kid, your brain is still developing. It's still learning. So, when I'm constantly being hated and mistreated... That really hurt my self-esteem. And then going into high school, that set me up for even more disaster. Wanting attention from guys and blah, blah, blah. And then they would mistreat me. Um, I don't want to come on here and just kind of play victim. That's definitely not my intention. Just kind of putting it in perspective of what could have triggered the bipolar gene. Um, Because I'm not perfect, I'm sure. I haven't been the best of friends sometimes or whatever, but um, yeah, I just want to kind of set a point. So, um, I don't know for sure if I really want to go deep into every little thing in my childhood and my high school. I think I just want to give a little overview. Maybe down the road, I'll get more into it. So, died was a bipolar, 17 years old. I was put on a medication called Abilify. So, that's supposed to help stabilize moods. And I believe that it did help me a lot. Um, I was stable. Mo- mostly. <laughs> so, basically, the medication was to help me, my brain, um, help my brain um, control stress because my brain could naturally do that because it was just so traumatized and damaged. Yeah. So, I was on that for a little bit. I went off it because... In my head, I was thinking, oh, the medications did its job. I'm cured. Don't do that. That was my ignorance back when I was like 17 years old. If you feel your medication's working, definitely stay on it. If you really feel like you truly need it. But I want to go definitely talk about my thoughts on medication just to give you more detailed. Actually, since I'm already on the topic of medication, I'm just going to go ahead and go for it so my thoughts and opinions on medication is that i think it's great to help people from you know offering themselves um i feel that like i said this is my personal opinion um this is not like a fact right here but i believe that medication really should only be if you absolutely need like less resource i feel like in the mental health industry The psychiatrists, a lot of them push medication on you because they want to make a buck, and I don't like that. I I had a psychiatrist that was like that, and and he's not my psychiatrist anymore. I literally was pissed. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, So I think it's great to really tell for it to help tell your brain to not have those suicidal tendencies, but when it comes to long-term healing. I don't believe in the long-term effect. That. The reason is because the chemicals that are going in your brain are not natural. So, I feel like you can heal without medication. It's gonna just going to be a lot harder. Also, I'm aware that, you know, some disorders, you may really need medication. Like, for example, schizophrenia. That stuff is, you're literally hallucinating and... and And hearing things and such. And there's really something wrong. So I think medication can can definitely help with that. But for me, I do have bipolar disorder. But also I have bipolar 2. Let me explain what that means. Bipolar 2 means that I have more depressive episodes. And I have like hypomania. There's three types of mania. Three stages of mania. There's hypomania acute mania and delirious mania hypomania is a lot what i get so that's like talking really fast having abnormal bursts of energy um feeling overly confident not needing sleep Acute mania is more like impulses and such so it can be maybe shopping a lot or just not making good decisions and then there's stage three, which is delirious mania. And that one is usually people are hospitalized with that one. That one's when they lose touch of reality and can end up doing things such as like things that are illegal, things that are abnormal and people will call those people crazy. So you need to be hospitalized for that one. That one is if you have that kind of mania, experiencing like psychosis, for example, you um, you would have to be hospitalized and that would be considered bipolar 1. So that one's more like severe. And I've talked to some people who have bipolar 1 disorder who has been hospitalized and they said they have to be on medication. So in that case, because of the severity of the disorder and for the person pretty much lacking control of their brain completely, it's absolutely necessary to be on medication and that I completely can understand that. With bipolar 2, it's not as severe um A kind of a different spectrum, so I cannot be on medication and be safe, but I still struggle. I was last time I was on medication was in 20 probably from 2019 to 2022. The reason I was on medication then was because I was working a job where it caused a lot of stress in my life, and I was. Getting more of those like, um, like suicide, like I, I, those suicide tendencies and thoughts and such, and it was getting really dark for me. I was also having a hard time going to work. I had to go on FMLA. I had to, um, I was calling into work once a week. I looked at the end of the year, I lost about $3,000 in wages because of my mental health. It was really bad. I literally couldn't make it to work. I remember being so stressed out the reason I was I didn't like my job is because it was essentially a call center job and it uh I had to deal with back-to-back people verbally abusing me with the phone and yes I know it's expected in the customer service world but at the end of the day you're still human and it still hurts and especially if I have history of mental health um issues and bullying and such and being bullied it hurts and I was in that job for about three years the first year was fine. It was, I guess, after the one year. I, my brain couldn't take it anymore. I would literally, I remember getting ready for work in the morning. And I would be in the shower just crying. Like, I literally physically could not stop. And it was really hard. I was thinking I was late for work that day or whatever. But, yeah. So, I was I was in FMLA. It was horrible. Um, thankfully, I left that job. And then I'm my own boss. So... I've learned that I need to have a job where I make my own schedule because I, you, n- you never know when you're going to have a breakdown and you have to call it, and it can happen a lot, especially when you are prolonged with stress. So I definitely want to talk about a lot about how stress is the main factor of, of flare ups with symptoms actually let me google that real quick because i don't want to give i want to set this as a fact but also this is like kind of my personal opinion i don't want to say stress is the number one factor so let me google it because i need a source to back this up for me ah okay searched it and typed in number one trigger for bipolar stress is perhaps the number one trigger of bipolar disorder and it says right here, not only can childhood stress lead to developing bipolar disorder, but stress can do, can trigger an episode. Managing stress is often easier said than done, critical to work with therapists to learn. Yes, so it's right. Makes sense. And I discovered this while not even searching it originally. I just noticed that stress, when I'm under severe stress, that is when all the flare-ups happen. Which is, which is why... It's very important to learn, as you're, you know, as soon as possible, on how to properly manage stress. So, I also want to talk about a couple of different things that I feel you can change in your life to help you cope with bipolar. So, one huge thing that I did to 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 help myself with coping with my illness is I moved out of state. I used to live. In New Jersey and this is no hate towards New Jersey um I just want to have a point here so New Jersey is um let's compare New Jersey and Florida just the environment New Jersey is colder um the environment's darker doesn't get as much sun so human beings are supposed to have sun and seasonal depression's a thing So, think about it like, okay, I had childhood trauma. I have it in in my um, family. And now I'm also in an environment that doesn't really aid to my illness. It actually makes it worse. So, I decided to move to Florida. And thankfully, I had the opportunity while um, I was accepted by the Disney College program. And I also believe that Disney did save me as well. And the reason that they did is because the community there... Everybody was so sweet. A uh, of the people there were just so nice. Also came from different backgrounds, but it helps enrich, you know, your mind. So I was very, I'm very grateful that I was, a- I was able to take the opportunity to leave New Jersey and move to Florida. My mental health is worse in New Jersey because of one, the environment. And also, of course, I have some really good friends in New Jersey and I love them to death, but a lot of people were not that nice. They were a lot more hostile, a lot more angry, a lot more rude. And my soul couldn't take that. So, I was glad I left. Now, I feel the next thing I really want to talk about is nutrition. Nutrition is very important. Think about it like this. There's so much so much processed food out there that has all these unnecessary chemicals. When you're putting it in your body, you're also putting it in your brain. So, you're not receiving the proper nutrition that is supposed to keep your brain healthy. So, a lot of, if you meet people who have bipolar disorder, you see that they do care a lot about their nutrition. It's, like, one of the biggest things is um, nutrition and sleep. Because sleep, too. A lot of, if you don't have, if you have a lack of sleep, it can trigger a manic episode. So, people who have bipolar disorder need a schedule. They need to sleep X amount of time. If they lack sleep, that can trigger an episode for them. So... Really prioritizing your sleep and nutrition, I would say, is very, very important. Another thing I'm going to talk about is your friendships. The people in your life, they are going to that they're going to have a lot to do with what your mental health about your mental health. They say, if they say the five people in your life that you surround yourself with, no, sorry, the statement that they say is that the you are the five people you surround yourself with. So just kind of analyzing who your friends are, like their habits, what they believe in, their passions, like, and think about how that's actually gonna make you the person you are. Um, you also don't want to be associate yourself with people that are not nice to you. And I think boundaries is also extremely important because with bipolar, you only have. You don't have as much energy as like the average person who doesn't have it. So you really need to protect your energy. Truly. Protecting your energy is very important. And for me personally, I felt feel like I'm more of an introvert versus an extrovert now. I used to always feel like I have to answer people all the time. Texting back, this and that. But i've learned to have that boundary where i feel like i don't always have to respond to people right away because then think about it if you feel like you need to respond to someone in like a second that's going to cause some stress on you right there that's an anxiety trigger a stress trigger so you really need to start setting boundaries and it's okay to do that like just know that it's okay and if people are upset with you that you're setting boundaries, if it includes them, and they're getting upset about that, I'm sorry, but they're not your real friends. Of course, educate in the beginning, but if they're choosing not to only think about themselves, then it's time to cut some people out. I mean, I, I'm i not perfect on that either. There's a lot of times I give people way too many chances, it causes me some trauma because I don't see the red flags. I would say next thing I want to talk about is personal development. And that's with mindset. And your mindset is going to get you through everything. If you don't have like the right mindset, you're going to be struggling in everything else that I'm saying. There's some books that I want to recommend to you on here. Um, The ones are going to be The Slight Edge. The Slight Edge talks about every like doing little steps every day to create something big. So it talks about those kind of habits. Also Atomic Habits is another book which is kind of similar to that. And then Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty is phenomenal when it comes to mental health and well-being. I love his book and his podcast as well. So I would recommend those books um if you want to find them you can go on our website under amazon favorites and you'll find them there the next thing we'll talk about is music and i talked about this with my boyfriend Regan in one of my episodes and how music is so important when it comes to mental health the reason it's so important is because you're most likely going to be listening to people you're relating to and i always bring up nessa barrett all the time and it's because i feel like she is one is like the most impactful artist out there and she does not care how dark that she gets and it's a great thing because we need people like that so yeah music is big and spotify is amazing with curating the music to your taste and your moods thing is working out and going to the gym and doing that and such i recently um went back to the gym and i hired a personal trainer um and it was honestly an amazing decision. You know, investing in your health is so important. And I think, think about it like this. You rather, you're going to save more money than the road investing in your health than investing in your illness. That's what Jay Shetty said on one of his um, podcast episodes. It's true. Because it's American health system. You're in, you could be in the year, and you have a couple of thousand dollars you got to pay. And the wages don't match up to that. So you rather, might as well, You know, put more money into better quality foods, the gym, work out there, therapy, you know, all the stuff to take care of yourself. Invest in that. You don't need a personal trainer. I'm just investing in a personal trainer because I just want to put my money towards that. But you can just go to a a gym and um, get a membership. Planet Fitness is $10 a month. Another month is going to be worth to invest in your and to invest in your physical health. It also helps build your confidence, so girl, slay. Uh, <laughs> Next thing I'll talk about is therapy and psychiatry. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty obvious advice to give you. Therapy, you know, this is not sponsored. You know, I wish Better Help sponsored sponsor me; that'd be great. <laughs> there's better help um my personal experience is I think it's a great platform I think it's a good com- I think it's great what they're doing personally I didn't my therapist was very nice but she wasn't really the best for me more because I felt that she was good for helping someone who maybe just ha- who just deals with day-to-day stress or anxiety but for me when more little more severe but it could be a still a good tool if you don't have any other op like options. Like, I mean, I paid less than three hundred a month, but you get four sessions, which is not a bad deal for four sessions. And they also give you like homework and like a journal thing, and it's pretty cool. So yeah, if you don't have the insur, if you don't have health insurance, it's a good option. Also, but if you do have health insurance. Um, I think now, like, a lot of insurance is starting to really cover mental health now. Um, I think it's, I'm going to be pretty transparent. My health insurance, the way my health insurance is, my psychiatry appointment is $85 per appointment. And my therapy is 40 I know $85 sounds, so it can be a little pricey. Um, but if you do it once a month, it's not that bad. And I know $40 is... Like I said, I'm, I'm being very uh, financial conscious while I'm saying all this because I know not everybody can afford. I've learned this from something that I'm going to want to transition to, and that is volunteering. Um, I signed up to for the Salvation Army to do some volunteering because I feel like volunteering is also amazing for your mental health. So... <coughs> what i want to say is i was volunteering at their like retail store which is like a like their family retail store which is kind of like a good uh, goodwill which everything is super cheap there right and there was this one shirt there was one shirt that was maybe like ten dollars i think and this lady um well actually no we didn't have the shirt sorry my bad we didn't have the shirt But, oh, she wanted to see if we had, like, a Christmas shirt. It was around Christmas time, actually. And um, she asked if we had a Christmas shirt. And I said, no, but, I mean, you can always go to Walmart. They have, like, $10 shirts. And she said, oh, it's too expensive. So, honestly, her saying that, I was like, man, like, I, in my head, $10 is, like, nothing. $10 is whatever. But for her gonna be me, me a lot of money to her so that's why ever since i mean just hearing that i'm like okay i gotta be understanding that five dollars could be a lot to somebody you know so that's the point i wanted to make but when it comes to volunteering it's free to do that <laughs> of course and it just grounds you too. you know what i mean like i feel i believe that you don't have to be retired be in school to do it for like service hours i think that we really need to normalize just going out and volunteering and just helping your community also another thing you don't have to be a part of a church anyway so most people who are volunteers they're either part of a church part of a school or they're retired i just want to say in here is You don't have to be a part of those communities to volunteer you can literally just be a regular adult in your like 30s 40s whatever volunteer like maybe like once a week like maybe for a couple of hours one to two hours and honestly get you out of the house if you're somebody who doesn't leave the house that often you also connect with people who you know, are grateful, are grateful for you helping them and such, and it's just a good feeling for your soul. So it's rewarding, hundred percent rewarding. So volunteering is definitely a good idea to do that, and you can literally just Google opportunities nearby. Hundred percent, do that. Next thing is practicing self awareness. Self awareness is so important because it's a good and the bad thing, in my opinion. It's good because you want to be able to see when you are your uh, symptoms are are flaring but then also it's kind of sucks to watch yourself <laughs> so i actually uh talked with a previous guest her name is paris she's an author of cricket illness and yeah we were both discussing how it can take years to really practice self-awareness so self-awareness is not something that you just do. It's something you have to practice. Like you really need to train your mind. To recognize. When you're being triggered. And how you're responding to it. And I think you can learn a lot of that. In uh, cognitive therapy. Let's also talk about podcasts. When I mean, you're listening to one right now. Actually. So. I think I don't really need to give the advice right there. About podcasts. But. Um, when it comes to some good mental health podcasts, besides, you know, this one that you're listening to mentally about (laughs) us, I really enjoy listening to Call Her Daddy, which I know it sounds very sexual. It used to be a sexual podcast, but now it's really focused on, um, a big part is mental health. Um, On Purpose by Jay Shetty and Mindset Mentor. I truly love those podcasts. And yeah, so... I am pretty past my list here of what I wanted to chat about today with you guys, but I would love for you guys to let me know what you want to listen to. What do you want me to talk about? What I, what kinda, what, kind of, can I provide value for? So what you can do is you can email mentallyaboutass at gmail.com, send in your topics that you want me to talk about. Also, if you want to be on my podcast, go to com. And then under podcast, scroll down and there'll be a form that you could apply to be on my podcast. I would love to to bring your story on here. So go ahead and apply. But anyway, I hope you enjoy. And again, this is Mentally a Badass.